0: Hi guys and welcome back to the Unbothered Blondes podcast. This week you have our blonde dynamic duo back again.
1: Yes, we're both here today.
0: Yes, I'm so excited because the topic has been heavily requested. We are going to talk about skin treatments, cosmetic surgery, injectables, facials, anything you can think of when it comes to like beauty enhancements because I no, I get that question a lot, and I'm certain you do, because you're constantly, you know, showing the gram your skin experiments, should I call them?
1: <laughs> yes, I love to be the skin experiments.
0: <laughs> well, I'm excited. Honestly, so let's get to it. Yeah, I feel like this
1: episode, we're just going to kind of touch the surface, and then we're probably going to get a lot of questions about different, like, specific things we talked about. So this is going to be, like, kind of just a short overview is the way I would describe it.
0: That's good with me. I have a list of questions that came in from Instagram. So if you want, we can just go back and forth and, and I'll just kind of follow your lead.
1: Let's do that. Okay. So first up, Kate, what are your overall thoughts on enhancements or cosmetic procedures?
0: My thoughts on cosmetics and enhancements, you know, I grew up with a grandma who has a boob job, just to be quite frank, you know, our grandma's 75 <laughs> years old and she still does Botox, lip injections, filler. And it was just not like not something that was frowned upon, I guess would be a good way to say it. It was, if you feel like this is going to make you feel beautiful, then do it. Even the men in my family, like my grandpa, you know, he fully supports the cause. And just like at, you know, my birthday last weekend with my sister, my nana was you know, 75 years old. God, she, thank God she didn't listen to this podcast. She'd say how old she is. Um, <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. What about you? You know, I I think I was much more hesitant than someone like you, if I had to kind of compare the two of us. So I'm much more of the more hesitant one. I think it took me longer. Um, but here's where I stand on it. I'm all about enhancements, but I also think you have to understand doing said enhancement don't, I don't think you should do it if it's going to blow your, blow your budget. If it's going to cause like a marital issue. I do think that I'm not saying you have to tell your husband everything. I don't know how every marriage works. I do like to tell Grant everything. Um, and so, you know, I, I think you need to proceed and know where you need to talk about it, what your like realistic expectations need to be. And I also think that it's just an enhancement. So I think sometimes people think it's like going to be an all brand new them. And in some situations it is. But like me, I have a little more like maintenance and like anti-aging and like skin. So I don't know. Those are kind of my thoughts on it. I am more into like natural skin remedies and things like that. But I don't know. I just think that some people think, oh, I'm going to go get one. Um, filler one lip filler and my lips are going to look like Kylie Jenner's and I'll let you go ahead and say the reality of that
0: (laughs) the reality of that is it takes thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to be quite frank To get a plump lip because I'm speaking from my personal experience. I had zero lips whenever I started. And I think the first time I ever did injections, it was 21 for my lips, because just like you said, um, it's something that you want to clear with your husband. And I'm not saying, you know, if your husband says no, don't do it. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that it's a big change. And I did talk to Cooper about it first, you know, and he didn't really want me to do it. If we're going to be honest, he was like, I don't like the way that looks. And I just think that you look great as is, and I don't want you to do it. So there was a lot of back and forth. And the first time I did it, I couldn't afford to pay for it myself. So I of course had to ask him, you know, it was like one of those things where I'm like, if I'm going to take a thousand dollars of your money to do something that you don't want me to do, you know, I felt kind of bad about it, but he told me, he's like, you know, you've been talking about this forever. And if you want to do it, just do it so I do agree with it fitting in your budget because I couldn't afford it at the time and he basically kind of caved to be honest he didn't want me to do it but yeah I and
1: for budget talk like I know so many people who would probably look at going to Mexico or somewhere else somewhere less reputable to try and get it done and I am completely against that
0: I'm against that also, and I can also speak from experience. I went to um, the very first med spa to get my lips done, which they're great people, love them to death, but um, I wasn't super happy with my lips, and I felt like they were overfilled, so I had to completely dissolve and restart again, not because they weren't knowledgeable, but just because I needed to go to someone that specialized in certain techniques and were constantly educating themselves, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely, and you know that you bring up another good point. I'm normally a... That when it comes to enhancements and injectables, I am not a more is more because I do think that you can look way too overdone and that might be some listeners um, style and that might be what I am not one of those people. Like I want to look like I'm put together and as much as I love Dolly Parton, I don't want to look like Dolly Parton. Yeah,
0: I completely (laughs) agree. It doesn't take away from someone else if you don't want that for you. I can look at someone and appreciate how you know they look overdone but still think they look beautiful and if they're happy you know I, I don't of course would never walk up to them and be like you look overdone you know like if that's what you right. want you're rocking it you know do your thing. yeah
1: Dolly's the queen I think she's fabulous that's just not and I think it works for her it's just not what I want for me I want more of like kind of a natural anti-aging where people are like oh I think she's had maybe a little bit of work done or takes care of herself rather than Oh, she's just been completely redone from top to bottom.
0: (laughs) I agree. I want to look a little bit like the regular me, but just a little hotter. (laughs) Yeah, I get
1: that. So you said you started doing enhancements when you were 21 is when you did your lips. And I'll be honest with the listeners and say, I recently just did my lips for the first time. I love the big pregnancy lips. And so I did share about it on my Instagram. I went to Kate's girl and um, I like them, but damn, the lips hurt. (laughs) I thought I I had high pain tolerance until this last year. I birthed a child and I got my lips done and I don't think I have high pain tolerance anymore. I'm
0: going to go (laughs) as far to say getting the lips done is a close second to to childbirth.
1: Yeah. Like my eyes were like involuntarily watering and it's like each time they stick, no matter how numb you wait to get like, Ooh, I just don't think the lips are a natural place for a needle to go.
0: They're not. And Cassie, her technique is using multiple pokes over the lip. So it's like into the Cupid's bow directly because that's how you get a defined border. And whenever you, whenever some people just like inject fat, you know, like right into the fatty part of the lip, it looks like kind of ducky to me. So Cassie focuses on putting the filler more in the border, which gives a more natural look, in my opinion.
1: And like a good outline and defined. And I agree with that too. But that I think that hurts even worse. Yeah. She does it, is that but what it's...
0: she did? Did she do the pokes over like yeah. almost like where she's a, a, at the top of your head and going into it several times? Yep. Yeah. And I will
1: say at first, I feel like Grant has gotten better about it. And I do like to be very open and honest, even though I do pay for my own, you know, we've talked before that our money is separate. So, you know, that's maybe why Grant's more about it is because he's not paying for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I but... when I want to get my lips done, I'm just make the appointment. So same as you, cause I'm paying for it, you know? Right.
1: But I still like to tell him because obviously he's going to notice a difference. Obviously, he's going to see my recovery. And obviously, I am all over the Internet. So I do think over time, you know, he's come more open to these things, if that makes sense, because we are aging. Like, I'm older than you. So I, I think that he, you know, appreciates me holding myself together and putting myself together and things like that. And so, I don't know. I feel like just having that talk with your spouse may not be comfortable or it may be something you're avoiding, but it actually may end up more, I don't know, what you would expect or want support-wise from your spouse as long as you have it. So, I guess I'm encouraging the listeners, if you want to have that talk with your spouse, do it.
0: I agree. And I've had it many times. So, I'm speaking like from experience just like you are. Now, we're in a great place with it, but at one point, we weren't. So,
1: So what are your favorite things you've ever done and why? Like, what is worth the money? What would you do again? What is on your repeat list? I'm sure that is probably one of the top questions the listeners want to hear.
0: I think the thing that is most uh, physically altering is jaw filler, chin filler, and lip filler. Like, those are the three things that, I mean, that sounds like a lot. That's like your whole face. But (laughs) I think those are the three things that really just make someone look beautiful. Like when I look at a woman and I look at a woman and she has great jaw structure, like, I don't know why, but I think that that's so hot. And so that's just my personal preference. Like, I like that. I like that supermodel snatch jaw. So I do, I've done with Cassie at river Oaks Med ball in Houston, like jaw filler. And I've done chin filler and I never knew that I needed chin filler. And you know, something that I was shocked that it made such a big difference in my face.
1: Yes. And, you know, another thing about chin that I guess I never thought about is a lot of stuff on your face needs to be symmetrical, like, you know, your temples, your cheeks, uh, your jaw. But like a chin is just one.
0: Right. And I never realized that until you mentioned it to me because we were discussing before the podcast. I'm like, wow, that's true. You know, it's actually a very easy in quick, uh, filler situation because you don't have to worry about the symmetry. Like you do lips and eyes on each side and Botox and cheeks and jaws. It's literally the only thing that we can do one of that in the nose.
1: So your favorite would be the lip filler, the chin filler and the, um, jaw filler for that. If,
0: If like, if we're speaking injectables and, you know, things like that, but if, if we're talking cosmetic surgery, I would say like on the grand, the, the thing that I love the most that I've done maybe was my boob job. I don't know. I've just growing up again, I've always been surrounded by women that have had boob jobs and it was a goal of mine to have one. I've had two. I had one when I was 18 in high school. I mentioned that before mm-hmm. instead of the prom dress. And the second one that I did was um, in 2016, I had my boobs redone and lifted because after having my son, I could have rolled them up. Hold them up. <laughs> so where are you on like skin
1: procedures? I mean because I know you're younger than me, you just turned 26 and I honestly didn't start skin procedures until my late 20s. So I don't know where you're at with those because that's something I want to talk about a lot.
0: I personally don't do n- near as much as you so that's gonna be your field to talk about and run with but I'll say this much. I've done a couple hydrofacials but I've learned to invest more in great products for everyday use versus a facial once a month
1: totally agree so I want to hit on that like I have been going to Aggieland Aesthetics since the time that Grant and I got married and um I go to her every four to six weeks for a corrective facial and also my microneedling but she will say the same thing she almost like doesn't I'm not going to say she doesn't want to take a client but a client to her is a good client if they not only come see her but they do this work at home as well um so you know I've been on Obaji skincare from Dr. Brown here in town even like when Grant and I were just starting dating, because I wanted my skin to look really good for our wedding. And I've always struggled with acne, hormonal acne. My mom has rosacea. I'm very fair. I sunburn really easily. I have freckles. I have red spots like you name it. I don't have beautiful, natural skin. So getting on Obaji skincare was the basic fundamental start for me and that does come with the purge period so there was like they warned me for like 12 to 13 weeks I could have been purging I think I only purged for like eight or nine but that's still a long time then came more of the serums and I do Rhonda Allison serums but I will tell you my all-time favorite of anything are skin procedures and they're very natural and almost like holistic if you will so I prefer using things from my own body um, to create more collagen because you know after you turn 30 your body's not producing any more collagen and you're losing elasticity you're losing fullness you're using that losing that youthfulness of your skin so I love no, my you nervous <laughs> I know I know girl I'm older than you I got this like you're gonna be just fine you're starting way younger than me
0: <laughs> I don't know though because I really don't do it so it, it motivates me like once we move to Dallas I need to find a good regimen because I don't I don't have one right now
1: to be honest Well, I didn't start mine until I think I was 27, 28. So I promise you're still ahead of me.
0: (laughs) And you know what too? I have one of those people, I like instant gratification and skincare is not instant. If anything, it's delayed.
1: And I wanted to hit on that. I feel like you are an instant gratification more on this concept and I am the opposite. Okay. So like microneedling is my favorite, which instantly for two or three days, even up to five days, you're going to look like you got a really bad sunburn. Like you're not going to look good. Um, Another one of my favorite things is PRF. So microneedling, let me tell y'all, they just go in with skin pen basically and create all these wounds all over your body. So it's telling your face that there is a um, wound. And so that's like new growth factor, new skin cell regeneration and new collagen to help heal that wound, right? So it's very much monitored by a professional. So you're not injecting all your own body doing it. The other thing I love is platelet-rich fibrin draw your blood, they spin your blood and they get the platelet rich fibrin and they re-inject it into your face, either all over certain areas. It can be much more like a natural filler, but also you're going to get those growth factor, like the high growth factor for 10 days. And you're really going to see results for like six to eight months. So I am much more a long-term investment person when it comes to these things rather than instant gratification,
0: which is honestly, I think that comes with, not that you're like a lot older than me, but I think it comes with age because at my mm-hmm. age, you just don't think about things like that. Right. And you've kind of motivated me to start doing that. So that's one of my list of to-do things. To-do list when I move to Dallas is to find a good skin lady. So if y'all have any, or man, whoever, if y'all have any good recommendations, DM me.
1: Oh, you're going to be in the Mecca in Dallas. <laughs> I know.
0: I'm like at the place where everybody looks so hot. I'm, I'm kind of excited, kind of nervous about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I also recently did the DMK enzyme facial. It's very kind of weird because it's almost like makes you look like you're 80 years old by the time that it all sits and it like pushes down really hard on your like skin and your chest where you get it to where by the end you can't even like talk and you may even feel a little claustrophobic and I know that's crazy but it's the reality but basically it is helping things at the cellular level like enzyme wise balance because if you're going to be having a skin issue it's going to be at the cellular level where something is out of whack with like the enzymes and the ph levels so I like to go really deep and help fix the root of the problem if that makes sense versus so. like
0: a band-aid hydrofacial which is just gonna make <laughs> yeah. you glow like, for one I've day kn- I think I've done a
1: hydrofacial once I, I personally don't think it's worth the money mm-hmm. I would rather not like a relaxing instant thing um I mean I guess if I was gonna like walk the red carpet I would get one but um I don't yeah, know I like, then, to like more it's long-term.
0: it's literally like it's the same as washing your face pretty much really right? Yeah. I mean, I got, I, mean, I got it's one not one so long ago. Yeah.
1: You feel really good right after, but I don't feel like it lasts.
0: No, I can agree. I've had a couple. That's the, that's like the most I've ever done is a couple hydrofacials. hydrafacials. That, that's all I've ever done.
1: <laughs> and I do feel like they're way more hyped online. than I don't know. Maybe because people are comfortable doing that and they're not scared of them because they don't hurt and they don't cause like redness or, you know, like downtime. Maybe that's why people talk about them a lot, but you know, one is PRP, because some people will do like microneedling and do like PRP, which is kind of similar like PRF I was talking about, where they, you know, inject, get your own blood drawn and like spin it for the platelet-rich plasma. But the growth factor lasts so much shorter than the PRF that I think you're much more likely, much more better off spending your money on PRF. So PRP is not something that I think is worth the money personally. And I know a lot of people like it, but maybe they don't know about PRF and if you don't, I would definitely ask your esthetician, your medical spa person, you know, the benefits of PRF versus PRP.
0: I agree. I think that you need to talk to someone that's like a legit, is it like a, is it a nurse or what is it? Nurse injector? Uh-huh. Yes. Mine's actually a doctor, like at, at a med spa. Yeah. Like I'd prefer that. No, no hate to an esthetician. Cause I mean, I think that that's great, but I think it's just one of those things where if you really want to see and you need, like if you have serious acne issues, obviously you have to go to a doctor.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think so many people want, like, want to avoid that. Like, I don't know if they're comfortable going to someone they know and not a doctor or they don't want to spend, like, the medical prices or they want, like, the I don't know. Like, it's crazy. I'm not knocking Rodan and Fields, but Rodan and Fields is as expensive as medical-grade quality skincare and stuff. It, it and is. Skin
0: Medica, I want to plug that. That's my brand that I, like, live for, Skin Medica.
1: Skin Medica.
0: It's amazing to know.
1: Um, Let's see. What else did I want to talk about skin wise? Oh, I've also done the CO2 laser. Um, Wonderful results. Really hard recovery because it's like anywhere from a week to two weeks, you look like a burn victim. Like it's like... (laughs) it's like microneedling on steroids like if anyone who is in my inner circle has seen me look like a burn victim the majority of the time including everyone who's ever helped build any of our homes like they're just used to seeing me look like that
0: (laughs) I mean you all every time I see you I feel like you're healing from some treatment
1: always with my skin yes but also I like like to do the holistic way and so with that does come more recovery downtime and so you know if you have a job where you have to be put together all the time, you have to calculate in like rest and recovery uh, thing that you're doing. Like for you, for instance, you getting your lips done doesn't affect your
0: job or anything, right? Not at all. I can hide out.
1: Yeah as to where me, a burn victim, like I'll still show up on Instagram. Y'all are used to seeing it. I still go in front of people. But I remember one time the lady who first started helping me Miranda Carava Caraba website, because I built the first one myself watching YouTube at like two and three in the morning to save the money. Um, so a couple months in, I'm like, I got to hire someone. And I went to go meet her and she got all dressed up. And it was, I think I came straight from, from a microneedle appointment. And so I walk in and she is like, oh my God, you tricked me. You fooled me. Like I got all dressed up because I see your Instagram and I
0: was. (laughs) Yeah, I, it is what it is. Yep.
1: Okay. Okay. So what is on your wish list?
0: Oh God. I mean, anything I want, I'm going to go
1: get it. You know, I don't know. Well, what, what is something you want to do either again or something you want to do that you've never done before?
0: I would love to get a nose job, but I know I'm going to get hate from that because everyone thinks we already had a nose job, but I mean, I think the recovery scares me because people literally look like they've gotten beaten up and the thought of me looking like that for even a day, I know a Cooper would panic. Um, He's very much like he would not, he would not be okay with me looking like that. And I don't know. I guess I've seen some noses that either don't look different or look completely too different.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm personally on the opposite spectrum as you with the nose job, which I think is good for us to talk as friends for sure, publicly that we feel different, just worried about it affecting the breathing. Maybe that's an amateur way of looking about it, maybe because I haven't researched it because I've never wanted necessarily a nose job. I get my nose from my dad and that's really special to me, but I'm not hating anyone who does. You know, if you want to get it, girl, I'm going to root you on be your biggest hype girl. Right. Um, One of my friends has one. She loves it. But it's, I guess, I worry about like the breathing changing because I feel like that is such a huge bodily function of everyday life.
0: I agree. And see, this is where we're opposites. I don't care if I can't breathe. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather have a snatched nose. That's good. I'm glad that we can both, you know, say, because some people are going to be like, you know, if I, Okay, for instance, some people can sing really well. And so, wasn't that one of the singers never went and got her nose fixed because she was worried that it was going to affect her singing? Oh, so, I, I don't have that. to worry about that.
1: Right. I guess I never thought about it like that.
0: I'm, I'm all for it, you know, uh, which is probably toxic, but yes. See, CMI- my
1: wish list is a little ripped. It's very much like deep, painful skin stuff. So, it would be like all therapy. All therapy would be like, um, really rejuvenating the skin's collagen elasticity, but like deeper level than like lasers. So I think it can really feel probably like laser hair removal, but maybe on steroids. So it would be really painful. Um, And it's one of those things that it's not a quick fix. It takes multiple sessions Mm -hmm. um, and it is expensive. So I would say old therapy and also, you know, something like the halo IPL BBL bringing out like the old sun damage with the lasers, Um, That's probably something I'll honestly do soon, honestly, because with pregnancy, I couldn't do it. And now with my job working from home and COVID, it's just easier for me to recover. Um, And so I don't know. I'm someone who I'm all about, like, literally skin is the number one. And so the thought of like old sun damage, staying under the surface and just festering makes me think it could go into like skin cancer. I don't know. I'm weird like that. So I justify things that way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and I do think that. This obviously the skin is the largest organ so it's something that we should all take more time to invest and put more importance into it's not always cosmetic
1: I agree with that I so, agree that with that thing
0: on your wish list wish list or to do again list
1: um I would god in a perfect world I would do the lips again but take the pain away if I'm being honest yeah <laughs>
0: yeah I think that. that I don't know. I'm so weird. And this is probably not going to make any sense to a lot of people, but I kind of like the pain.
1: Really? Yeah. T- you know I'll what I was Cassie
0: that every time.
1: Well, Cassie was helping me through like mentally um, because she's like, just think of, you know, like it's kind of, it, it is, it's it's a luxury to be able to have that kind of lip pain because You know, I remember not being able to afford those kinds of things or even not even feeling confident enough to tell my husband or the Internet or owning the fact that, yes, I did do this. And it's not because I felt bad about myself before or anything's wrong with me. But, you know, I think it even it was I kept running that through my mind. Like I get to afford this. I'm at the mindset that I can do this. I'm confident enough to own this. So I kept running that through my mind when the pain came.
0: Yeah, I do think you have to look at it as you're going to want to do this one day, no matter what. So you're here, get it over with and use the lidocaine cream. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, I want to add a quick little story
1: before we end. And it's, you know, it has to do with my husband. So, you know, the first time I get microneedling, I didn't like tell him like how the recovery is. So he gets really freaked out because my face is obviously all bloody. Right. So we started getting used to the microneedling thing. Well, then my friend Versi, she does my makeup and my micro um, blading here. She was over one day and we were talking about finally me doing the microblading. Um, If that just wasn't something near as high up on my list, I guess, if you will, I was kind of late to the game with microblading. So she's scheduling me and Grant overhears us and he grabs me to the side, like so concerned with this look in his face. And I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, Branda, don't you think the microneedling is enough? Do we really have to step it up to blades now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> he thought he I was aggressive cause honestly. My face. <laughs> he literally but you know what though, he was not even surprised. Oh, I know. <laughs> he was probably just like, you know what? This is just another day.
1: It is. It's just another day. <laughs> that is freaking crazy. Well, anything else you want to add before we wrap up this episode?
0: I guess, you know, my main question whenever I put that little bubble thing on there was everybody wants to know if what the surgery was that I kind of plugged that I did after Cooper and my sister were harassing me um, about Bagelgate. And if you don't know about Bagelgate, this is the first time listening to our Unbothered Blonde podcast. you will just have to go back and listen. I don't remember. I think it was a get to know Kate, wasn't it?
1: Yes, it was. I
0: think it was like the second
1: episode. Yeah, I think it's like sure. titled Bagelgate too. Like getting you know it paid is, yeah. part 2 Bagelgate.
0: So, the short story of Bagelgate, you know, my sister, I had this procedure that I begged Cooper to support me to do and it was going to be the answer to all my problems because working out was way too hard and took way too much actual effort that I was too lazy to give and I wanted this surgery and I got a BBL which was a fat transfer and everybody's dying for me to say those words. So good God. I feel like I need a drum roll before I said that. <laughs> I've been harassed so, about that.
1: So what actually is a BBL?
0: A BBL is uh, called a Brazilian butt lift. It's like the Kylie Jenner procedure where they take fat from areas of your body and they put it into your butt. And um, basically that's what I did. I didn't do it in my stomach because I had had a tummy tuck. And so I really didn't have any fat there. It was mainly just like my love handles that they did it. And I, I wasn't like heavily overweight whenever they did the procedure. So there wasn't, it's what you call a skinny BBL. That's what the doctor referred to it as. And he actually wanted me to gain weight before the procedure, but I had no problem gaining weight. I was eating bagels all the time. So <laughs> so that's the, the procedure that you
1: basically say was not worth it for you.
0: It was you not know? worth it. I think I paid $10,000. And now because it's just fat, it's not an implant. It's not a fake Item that they put into your body because it's fat, and if you go through a dieting phase or a calorie deficit, it is going to shrink, just like all mm-hmm. the other fat cells on your body. Mm-hmm. So here I am now, one hundred and twenty pounds, one hundred nineteen pounds, and everything that I did is gone. Gone,
1: yeah. yeah,
0: And I do prefer the way I look now. So was yeah. the waste of ten thousand dollars, one thousand percent.
1: That, and I'm glad that you're opening up about that. You know, because. Now that I'm in the fitness industry, I want to be so, like, transparent that... Don't you
0: realize this... how many people have fake asses and they pretend like that they, they got it from squats? Or, you know, what's crazy is, like, I've had people come up to me in the
1: gym on my postpartum journey asking me what I had done. And I'm like, number one, if you... I, I don't know what recovery of BBL is, but I would assume you can't be working out for weeks or months. And I'm like, I'm literally in the gym every day. Every single in, day. Up until two hours, two and a half hours before my water broke. And I was started working out again at two days, two weeks, five days postpartum. So I'm like, I, even if I had done some, you know, I'm, I, I just, just really want to showcase face. that power fit, like strength training and actually being able to eat truly works. So if someone ever comes at me for some kind of like bodily surgery like that, I'm like, just going to go, I guess, straight to a lie detector or whatever. I just want to like, be so truthful in it. Cause you're, you're right. I mean, our, our bodies are going to fluctuate so much that even if you get a BBL right now, and I'm not saying someone shouldn't, if they're all about it and that's what they want, fine. No, because
0: I think Kylie Jenner is amazing and I love her.
1: But you also have to know if you're going to have kids or you're going to like gain weight or lose weight, um, it's going to change or it's not just a fix all. I don't know. So I want to showcase that, you know, strength training is what does it for me. And I know like now my, my glutes have been growing so much more post, pregnancy versus when I was pregnant that even grant is like what is going on with your butt like it's it's firming up and growing so much and I'm like honey it's called like a deadlift 200 something pound
0: yes yeah you're putting in the work every day and so people think that you got a bbl I mean when I I got one so I know recovery is like literally six to eight weeks I've never seen you take more than a few days off at of the gym
1: yeah, I guess no one's asked me if I've had if I've had a BBL because that would be honestly just like a compliment if they did. Yeah, but I have had people come up to the gym with me asking like what procedure I've had done, and I don't know. I guess what I hate about it is I'll be so open and honest about the skincare stuff I do or like the needles I put in my face, but at the same time, like I'm not what I do lifting wise and eating wise is what allows this body, and it's the same for you. And so I want people to really gather that from this episode.
0: And it used to hurt my feelings when people be like, oh, she only looks like that because she had surgery, you know, but if you see, I was biggest after surgery than I was in my entire life. And I think that that used to hurt my feelings. But now I'm like, people use that as a deflection to be like, I could never look like her because they really don't have the work ethic.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Not
0: because they can't get surgery, but because they literally don't have the work ethic that I have. So if it makes people feel better by saying, oh, you know, she only looks like that because she had a BBL my ass i've got a close to a pancake ass right now okay i mean <laughs> well, literally
1: the trainers at my gym was like he was telling more, me more people were coming up and asking him and again instead of me getting mad or upset i was like honestly that, that's complimentary like badass that they think i they want to know what my big on the internet and he's a trainer so he can shut them down and say literally consistent weight training does that. And I just don't think that enough people stick with it long-term. I mean, you and I have both been lifting four and five years now. I mean, it takes long-term consistency.
0: Yes. And now I'm struggling with my growing my glutes because I've never put the time into it because I was so worried that because I had that BBL, my ass was going to blow up again. <laughs> oh, so I, I really focused. Like yeah. I focused more on like quads and, I'm just now within the past, like 14 months, when I started that deficit, really, really focusing on hitting like my glutes and my hamstrings and in a more consistent manner, I would always be scared to do that.
1: Yeah. And you know, glutes, I think for me are one of the areas that takes the longest to grow.
0: I think so too. And also too, something to plug about the BBL, the fat molecules are not gone from the BBL. They're just shrunk. So maybe if I would gain a lot of weight one day, my ass would get bigger. And I don't, I really don't know. I'm hoping to God that never happens again. But I do have a few questions on my Instagram DM that I wanted to answer. Okay. And, um, and everybody keeps asking if I have my boobs redone again after I lost all the weight over the past 13 months. And I have not, it's just, I already had kind of bigger boobs because I was a little thicker when I did my, re- my lift in 2016 and new implants. And so whenever I lost all that weight you know, my breast tissue, obviously disappeared, got smaller. So my boobs looked smaller. I've not had another surgery since the BBL, which was in the year 2017. So Nice. No good for such- you.
1: Yeah. It's all been that hard work.
0: Yeah. And I get that question a lot. And, uh, and also they want to know what size I have no idea. I let the doctor pick all. Your boobs are. Yeah, like what size? Uh, so, like <laughs> literally, nothing else surprises me. I'm like, do you want to see my social security number?
1: I mean, what? <laughs> well, I got up to a G, not to brag. While no, I, was I mean, pregnant. <laughs>
0: literally, you would tell me during your pregnancy, I I can't even fathom because I have a hard time running with my little C's that I've got right now, so I can't even physically. Th- it just guys got
1: ridiculous. Overall. Grant loved it to a point, but even by the end, I was like, Grant, this is ridiculous. But I think he secretly liked that G, Grant starts with G. That then Dolly, then the you were on your way to Dolly
0: Pardon speaking. I about-
1: was, girl. <laughs> dear God. You know, when I photo shoot when I was six, six, six or seven weeks pregnant and I didn't know I was pregnant yet. Um, I found out kind of late because we weren't planning. Anyways, you know, I got those pictures back and I had so many people asking me if I had like gotten a new boob job or done something to my boobs or this or that. And I was like, what the hell? Like, even I thought my boobs looked like way bigger than normal, right? And, um, you know, but, hey, we took the pictures. We had to put them out there. Then I come to find out I'm pregnant. And I'm like, none of my friends freaking asked me if I was pregnant. Like, how did no one guess this? Like, I didn't know that your, that your boobs can grow pregnancy. So I never thought that. A lot of people that were so apologetic afterward were so sorry, Rita. We didn't know your boobs were already growing so big during pregnancy. And they just kept getting massive.
0: Yeah, you definitely, but you know what, think about it, Of have all the places to gain weight oh. your butt, like, can't really complain. I agree,
1: I, I agree, and I ended up with one stretch mark under my right breast from all of my pregnancy, and honestly, that is not an area you really see, unless you lift it up, so only, like, Grant or I would see it, so right. I'm fine with that.
0: I think that you are made to be a breeder. <laughs> <laughs> oh but you can save that for later if you ever want any more. Time. That's I'm right. That you had like the bounce. It's obviously due to power fit and, you know, just keeping up with the great nutrition. But I have one more thing that I, that I wanted to answer because I think that we should hit on this because it comes back to skincare is what is the routine. So for me, it's very simple. Very, very simple. Probably too simple. I wake up in the morning and I use toner and I go to bed and I wash my face and I use moisturizer.
1: That's literally that's all that I use nice see I got like a five-step process in the morning and evening and it's Obaji or Obaji and serums um, so Rhonda Allison serums and Obaji so I get my Obaji from dr. Brown dr. Angeletta Brown in college station so if you want to call you know her to get like on a regimen of Obaji or you know send in for like a consultation uh, virtually or my um, that does all my corrective facials, my microneedling and prescribes all my serums for me is Heather with Aggieland Aesthetics. You could send her a DM and she does virtual consults too. And I definitely encourage something like that more than just buying the brand that, you know, someone else uses because Kate's skin is different from mine and my skin is different from whoever's listening to this.
0: Right. I have really, really dry, 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 dry skin. So what I do um, may not necessarily be great for someone that has oily skin. And um, I try to use a moisturizing toner. So I have mm-hmm. to look for things that maybe have oil in them or a little bit more dif- different things because my face is probably going to get wrinkly before other people because I'm so dry and living in Southeast Texas. We have really major humidity. I know you can um, yes. attest to that. And my realtor straight up said to me, she said you've got to start sleeping with a humidifier because going from living where you live to Dallas is going to be a huge change on your skin. One hundred. You yes. Mm-hmm. And anytime you move, even
1: just like the water is different in your shower, which is different for your hair, you
0: know? Yep. I completely agree. I think this was a very good, informative little episode. I,
1: I think, think it was too. Great. I think it was great. I'm sure we're going to get a lot more questions on some of the things that we just kind of like put out there. Cause I'm sure some of these things maybe people haven't even heard of or this or that. So I enjoyed talking about it. Thanks for being so open and honest with us, Kate.
0: No problem. And you too. You know, I think this podcast again is a place where we can, share. And it's not about being profitable. We still don't take ads. We don't do ads, but maybe in the next six months we can start looking at accepting some ads.
1: Yeah. I think that'd be great for us to look at.
0: Just to keep Uh, us going and and be able to continue to keep putting this out. So,
1: yeah, because it is hard for us to get our our schedules together and to put so much, you know, out there, but we want to have a part of the job then you know, it's, it's part of the weekly job.
0: (laughs) If it was a job, we could be more routine with the podcast. So people keep that in mind. You know, I I know you probably like that we don't have ads, but if it was something that we actually had to be super accountable for, it would be way more, you know, regular and regulated, which I think some people have grown to become reliable on the podcast each week.
1: Yeah. The thing is I, I know I can speak for both of us when I say this, any I only work with a handful of brands. I'm much more about, you know, quality over quantity, as I know you are. And any brand I work with, I always like to go above and beyond to where whoever's managing me from that, you know, the owner is like, wow, you did more than we expected the same way. So, you know, the same thing would be when the time comes to bring on some ads. I know we want to do that as well.
0: Yes. And we'll make sure they are, you know, aligning with what we believe in and, and what we do.
1: Yes. And we want to go above and beyond for them for believing in us so yes yeah all right girls well we will catch y'all next week um remember screenshot this share it to your instagram story tag kate myself unbothered blondes feel free to leave us a review we do look for um ways that we can improve and we pick enough skin to handle some constructive feedback so have at it yep
0: we hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you guys next week again all right bye everyone Bye, bye